0: Hey everybody! It's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney over there. Steve. Hey. And we're back hitting the books with Judge D again. Uh, today we are talking about Phantom of the Temple, uh, an original Judge D story by Robert Van Gulick. Gulick. Let's just call it what it is: Judge D fan fiction. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the eight. Uh, Bits of effectively Judge D. fan fiction that uh, Gulick wrote, uh, following along the characters and basically translating uh, the Judge D. character into one of those uh, serial detectives. um, Serial
1: detectives.
0: Yeah, serial, you know, like um, Paul Rowe or Miss Marple or something like that. Several adventures of the same character. Or Toucan Sam,
1: who always follows his nose, and yeah, two flavor of fruit.
0: Toucan Sam Spade, because yeah, he's you know he's a cereal detective. That's right, that's right. He's all about that cereal. All right, so first off, a lot a lot of big differences in this book uh, between that and the normal uh, the the celebrated cases. Which, once again, the first book in the series, Celebrated Cases of Judge D, is a uh, translation of an 18th century Chinese detective novel. Phantom of the Temple is not a
1: translation. Uh, Right, and apparently Phantom of the Temple is one of the last ones he published, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this was like 1954 or something like that. Um,
1: I have it right here.
0: So still mid-20th century uh, detective novel.
1: 1966.
0: 66, okay. Cool. All right, so uh, I guess let's start by what did he cut out?
1: Torture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. He did cut out torture. I'll give that to him. Um, he really cut out a lot of the non um detective parts of of the the formula i don't even know if one book calls it gives it the entitled to be a formula but you didn't get any of the the um courtroom proceedings anything like that that was all traded off for uh, like a look at their personal lives, kind of
0: right, right. Uh, primarily, this book uh, centers around uh, Ma, Ma, and uh, and D himself, uh, and we get to see a little bit of. In, in celebrated cases, the action actually follows all the official proceedings of the judge when Ma or Sergeant Hong is uh, sent off. We don't hear about that until they get back and report, right? Uh, in this in this particular book, it follows that more uh, that more typical detective formula as it's following along uh, Ma as he's doing the actual legwork um, and and some other work that he's fond of as well
1: yeah he's a pervert
0: um, yeah he is a bit of a pervert he's he's a bit of a, a lascivious sort of man
1: he gets laid what like three times
0: um, only one that I well maybe twice maybe twice uh, The the I, I like the, the scene where it's kind of like denied where he's like yeah this is weird but kind of feeling it <laughs> and, <laughs> but the He's a, Gotta he, watch he,
1: out for them, Tartar so- sorceresses.
0: That's right. That's right. It's like it's weird, but yeah, I'm into it. No, no, definitely not into it. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we actually see, you know, a, a guy. I guess because in celebrated cases, uh, Ma and the others did do a lot of the legwork, whereas Judge D kind of like. Did the Holmes thing and analyze the clues and put everything together. Um, we we see we see the, uh, the story from from Ma's point of view. Uh, we're yeah, also introduced uh, to D's personal life a little bit more. Yeah,
1: it, it's actually it's kind like of like How Do the Baskervilles in that respect, though, mm. where um, a lot of most of the action took place with Watson. Right, as opposed to Holmes, and so the the bulk of that novel was um, from Watson's point of view.
0: Right, right. Watson recounting the things that uh, he did while while on investigation for Holmes on his behalf, right. and and basically the same kind of formula in Phantom of the Temple. Uh, Ma is out; he's doing particular intelligence gathering missions, and because because of who he was, he was a thief and a commoner, quote unquote. He's he's able to go to the places that the judge can't.
1: Yes, mainly drinking establishments, right? And, mas-
0: and massage parlors, massage parlors, drinking <laughs> establishments. Uh, you know, he can go into the foreign quarter. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's a there's a bit of a tradition, I think, in the police procedural. Not just within novels like Holmes and Watson, uh, but you see it a lot on like cop shows too. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think Jake and the Fat Man was a yeah, law procedural. I don't, I don't watch cop shows. Well, that, this was more of a lawyer show because you know um, I don't like cops. Right, but you know any any anywhere where where it's like you know the judge or. The uh the lawyer has to have an investigator, they have a, a person that goes out and does the things on foot. Right. Um so it's it's more in that vein and which
1: is also weird because in the original story we had uh D doing a lot of his legwork, uh, doing like dressing up as a as a country doctor and itinerant physician, um uh, stuff like that. Here he does none of that. Nope. Does none we don't of get that. to see Judge un- D in action at all. It really should
0: be called Majin and yep.
1: the Phantom of the Temple.
0: Yeah, he even gets in a couple of scraps. He's a tough dude. He just, is.
1: I mean, he's an ex-ex um, highwayman.
0: Yep. But uh, yeah, he's he's a big guy, um, and he goes out by himself. He gets sent on these these jobs by himself. He's doesn't go with a retinue of guards or anything like that or or like uh, the the other two that we don't see a lot they they're barely even mentioned in this story oh um Chow that would and, be
1: actually you know I'm looking at the dramatis person persona of this and they're not even mentioned in here
0: yeah they so, they and, don't even show up until like the last chapter and they're just like uh, there. Yeah. What did you do? Oh, yeah. We dropped off that paperwork at the guy next door. <laughs> so. Okay. So.
1: So let's just like off the bat, this is not like the other one at right, all. At all. Um. So you kind of have to judge it on its own merits as a Western um, style uh, detective story. Yes. Uh, because it, there's really it's it's a western style detective story with um Chinese characters Chinese characters thrown in there so yep which you know is fine if that's what you're um, you're looking for right
0: right and like celebrated cases, there are three Three uh, mysteries that D is trying to solve. There's like three, I suppose, is kind of an auspicious number.
1: Yeah, uh, hey, I don't want to be really spoilery, but I'm kind of disappointed in the way they turned out in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original one, the three cases were separate, and right. he investigated them all on their own. And in this one, he seems to just be investigating one of the cases, and everything else kind of falls into place right. as a result of that investigation.
0: Right, uh, and, right And really,
1: the other two mysteries are kind of like mentioned, but not really talked about.
0: Right. Uh, well, first off, let's let's talk about the the three cases. The first thing is is that uh, Judge D's first wife's birthday is coming up. Uh, so he grabbed her a, a gift at a local curio shop. He but that's liked. not the first case. In the
1: first case, the um, the theft of the the imperial gold.
0: They 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 kind of have those two like appear at the same time. It the theft of the imperial gold uh, took place about a year and a half prior to the events of the book. Before Judge D even came to this uh, area, right? Uh, by, and it's kind of a cold magistrate- case.
1: Right the previous magistrate didn't bother with it because he sucked right is basically what they say he was incompetent
0: and it's kind of a cold case, and D is looking into it as as kind of a, a side project because it's kind of slow out here in this in this country prefecture
1: yeah and and it's it's weird because like at the end of the first uh
0: one he had gotten this
1: huge promotion mm-hmm. And like now, we're towards the end of the
0: series, and
1: he's like in blood clot, New Hampshire, or
0: whatever. Right, right. It's almost like the uh, the later books in the series lead up to celebrated cases.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's which is weird because also weren't the celebrated cases supposed to be early his early cases?
0: Uh, I guess they never. Well, they gave a an approximate date. But, um, yeah, I suppose if there's probably somebody who's a fan, um, I mean, eight, 19, 20 books, something like that, there's got to be a timeline out there somewhere. Yeah,
1: somebody made one. You know someone made one. Right. You know, it. you know there's like some guy sitting in his mother's basement going, yes, yeah, the Justice Association has nothing. I will make a timeline for
0: Judge D and rule the world. <laughs> something like that. Yes. Um, now there are like editorial notes in here. Very uh, old Marvel comics. <laughs> yes. You know that thing that <laughs> happened three years ago, and it's like, see Judge D in the case of the blah blah blah.
1: I think that's kind of a nod to Sherlock Holmes.
0: Yeah.
1: Because probably. in the in all those Holmes stories, there there he's always going, oh, what about that." What about your case of the speckled band (laughs) because because you know the the conceit is that um watson was writing these down and publishing them Mm -hmm. so the case of the speckled band appeared in the strand in holmes's timeline written by watson as opposed to um doyle right so I think that, that's kind of like what this was kind of not.
0: Well, yeah, I think I think the the entire conceit of Judge of the Judge D series is that he is a uh, Chinese Holmes. Yes. So, yeah. OK, so he's looking into the case of the the theft of the imperial gold uh, It's a cold case. He's kind of doing it as a hobby. Uh, the second thing is, is he he goes to a curio shop, picks up a nice lacquered box with a jade emblem on the top. Uh, that's a stylized character for long life. He thinks, hey, that's a great little birthday present. Uh, brings it back and there's a note inside, like, please help me. I'm I'm trapped, you know, and signed Jade. Yeah, and he's like, well, the this window, is, the window. <laughs> yeah, well. This is certainly interesting. Uh, yeah, we've got nothing going on. Let's look into this too. right. You know, it's not. And, it's not that we have like uh, you know <laughs> accountability or anything to, or any oversight into how do we spend our resources. Uh, yeah, we're looking into this too.
1: But I think now, I think that was kind of uh, a ma- mahjong <laughs> was. She sounds really sexy. It's yeah. too bad she disappeared. Can't we look into this?
0: Yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> I haven't rescued a girl in a long time.
1: I mean, it was he was looking to get laid. So he's like, I bet if I find her.
0: <laughs> She'll be ever so grateful. Yes. Because that's... I, I,
1: I don't think that was... I don't even think D really thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. But was kind of like, okay, you go do your thing there, their horned dog.
0: Yeah, actually, he gets onto him once. He's like, "Dude, you need to cut that shit out." As they're walking, yeah. Down I mean, the one street.
1: of those one of those editor notes was his relationship with the massage, uh, quote unquote, massage uh, woman, the masseuse. Right. I guess you would call her. Um, who who. He had a relationship with until she married somebody else and had their kids, and he decided he didn't want to deal with her anymore.
0: Right, but they're, though... they're still okay. They, they, they. No, they're, they're okay. She's, she's his CI. Yeah, yeah, and and he goes to tell pump her for information. She's like, "All right, fine, kids, stay down here." <laughs> right. He's like, no, "No, no, 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 no. I'm 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 actually here for information this time. <laughs> pump her for
1: information.
0: <laughs> right." <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm actually here for actual information. Uh, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he's like, I dodged the bullet there. Yep. Uh yeah, and then of course, you know, in, in that truly, you know, Sherlock Sherlockian or Holmesian tradition, uh, all of the cases tend to get or end up linked together. Uh, which, they're, they're, which is a huge difference from, from the first novel.
1: Yeah. They, they all kind of, as a matter of fact, they're solved all together and they all end up being clues to the same mystery. Mm-hmm. Which, sorry for spoiling that. Right. Uh, it, it was kind of disappointing, though. Yeah. That it, that it wasn't, like the first one had like three solid mysteries all together. Mm -hmm. and they were all interesting and they broke each other up so you weren't just reading the same thing over and over again so you had, um, you know, it was like uh, okay, we'll put this one aside and we're going to work on this one for a while okay, that one's run cold, we'll go to this one so it was always exciting there was always something going on right? Mm -hmm. Um, and in this it wasn't structured like that at all it just kind of went on and really, um, things fell into their lap as they uh, started looking into the actual um, case, which was a double murder.
0: Right. At a temple. A
1: double murder. <laughs> that was your cue. Oh.
0: Dun, dun, dun!
1: So the, the case that starts it all is a double murder. Right. All right, so uh, uh, a vagabond, vagabond, and his buddy, who is a professional bully, go to the abandoned evil Buddhist temple.
0: Right. <laughs> and, damn uh, evil tantric Buddhists. It was definitely they were evil, and
1: they made and Van Gulick made sure that you knew that they were evil.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm. I am Judge D. I am a good Confucian. And yes, that that old <laughs> wild sex parties thing they were doing.
1: We don't we don't have truck with regular Buddhists, let alone the evil sexy ones. That's right. Meanwhile, Majum was like, "Sexy Buddhists, huh?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna I'm like intrigued. this case. <laughs> I'm intrigued. First, you <laughs> had my attention. Now you have my interest. All of a
1: sudden, Mahjong is being played by Zap Brannigan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sexy Buddhist, you say. Midnight orgies, you say. (laughs) So. uh, I will look into this case right away.
1: (laughs) uh, So the, the, the abandoned sexy temple of sexiness <laughs> is a, a place where a lot of vagabonds hang out. No good mix. Um, it's 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 a uh, unofficial homeless shelter, right?
0: Right, and and not sexy at all,
1: right? And so after a night of debauchery and bullying, they go there to pass the night, and uh, one of them, the the bully, the professional bully. Which is a I wish, wish we had those. You get paid for that. Um, His name was Mm Sangsana, right? He is found decapitated by the um, by the sergeant at arms or the warden, right? Right, right. And they bring in the his buddy Ali, accused of of killing his, his buddy that's what sets the whole the whole thing off because
0: right. and they bring in the, the bartender who was working that night and he's like yeah they were over there shooting dice and then he accused me of cheating accused him of cheating and they were like arguing and bickering and started fighting and, he, and then he was like uh, yeah so this is what happened uh, he accused me of cheating and I was because that's what we do uh, we play dice. I, I cheat. He tries to catch me. It's our it's 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 our thing. Right. He's my best pal. Why would I kill him?
1: Now, OG Judge D would have put these people to the bamboo to get the truth out of them. This Judge D just takes it.
0: Okay, I believe you. Lock him up for his own good. Or his own good, just in case. You know, we don't we don't need any witnesses dying on me, right?
1: So yes, there's where your torture is being missed.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's okay. I you know I I can kind of do without it.
1: Yes, no, I I, I get you, but it, it him just believing is also pretty
0: right, right. Uh,
1: but they go and look into it, and they. They find out that the murder weapon uh, couldn't possibly have been used by Alin because it's a specialized ritual um, halberd
0: and a Tartar axe.
1: Right. So o- only, and that's, he's not a
0: Tartar. Uh, There's no way he could have done it. Right. He's not a Tartar, and he's not strong enough to sever somebody's head with a with a with a ritual axe. Right.
1: And then they they match up the head to the body and realize that they don't match.
0: Right. And which is how they (laughs) find out it's a double murder. Right. Because the head and the body doesn't match. like, hey, this dude was strangled. That's not what a guy's severed, strangled head looks like. Right. So, yeah, he does get to do some interesting uh, forensic analysis that's a little more modern than you would expect. And, well, and, and Judge D doesn't seem like, you know, this, this particular incarnation doesn't seem like the extremely well-educated man that he, in the, uh, in the celebrated cases. You know, it's, yes, it me. seems more believable that he would be able to look at it and go, yes, uh, in the classics of forensic biology uh, that I've read, that is not. But it's just like they just kind of go, yeah, that's. I think it's I think it's uh, Ma that says that's not what a guy's head looks like after you strangle him. Yeah,
1: and I think there was like a difference in the skin tone of the head and the on the
0: body. This guy's a professional bully. This other dude's got like really. S- <laughs> he
1: weighs he weighs twenty stone. He weighs six stones soaking wet.
0: Right? It's like this guy can't be a professional. I'm willing to forgive that because it's
1: just the beginning of the investigation, right and you gotta get it going so and without without the uh torturing available right you gotta get, you gotta give it to the audience somehow right and no matter um what the incarnation judge D is not a fool right
0: this is very true,
1: so he sends out um Majung to investigate the Tartars because it was Tartar acts, and apparently they all live in a uh, tartar ghetto,
0: right, right. They live on the border, the borderlands there. there's Tartars and Uyghurs and it's it's just an interesting amalgamation of cultural groups.
1: so he that's where he gets to go and visit his masseuse,
0: right, right, because she's uh she's a tartar. I believe she's a tartar. Ma Jung don't care. Women are women. No,
1: and he he had um, relations with her in a previous book, which you can read because it tells you which one it was.
0: Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and it comes along with like the all the 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 prejudices that uh, to to this day still uh, in that in China. But yeah, it's kind of interesting because you know. D finds this very distasteful to even can even be considering investigating the target.
1: Yes. They have a sort of non-interference thing going on. But when they take good Chinese blood, even though
0: they're bums. Right. That's when you have to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Ma go do my dirty work. Yes. I, I won't be caught dead in that part of town.
1: Right, instead of going to a puppet show. Right. <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. He goes to a puppet show.
0: He does. At first it's a birthday party, then it's a puppet show. Right,
1: and Spinal Tap. I told him once, I told him a hundred times. Spinal Tap
0: and Puppet Show. Now, I would, yeah. say, I would say that the, the, you know, I don't want to give out spoilers because it is a mystery. And, and spoilers kind of like ruins the entire book.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, But it is, it's so, it's typical of, like, a Western mystery. So they line up suspects, boom, 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 Mm -hmm. right? Um, They all get interviewed or interacted with, and you draw your own conclusions, and then Judge D solves it with... um, A leap of logic. And I don't Think that that is um, a? I don't think that's um, necessarily outside of the genre of Western detective no. stories.
0: It's it's uh, not. I, uh, Holmes does it all the time. You know? Yeah,
1: it's it, that's every Holmes story is. Like, uh, there's like uh, information that you don't have as a reader that for some reason Holmes has. Right or D. Um, so they have this information and are able to solve it and you think you're an idiot when really you just didn't have all the clues.
0: Right, because there's um, clues I, that... But unlike the, the first book, you get all the clues to start putting some things together. You're, you're, you're following along and getting the clues as the judge is discovering them.
1: Here, well,
0: well, the judge is doing a lot of work behind the scenes as we're following along with, with Ma... Uh, in his escapades, ju- the judge is doing all the deep analytical work. And right, which you not don't really get access
1: to until the end.
0: Right. Which I also <laughs> think you- is interesting because he sets up basically a murder board on his desk. He does with playing cards. Yep, with some playing cards and sheets of paper. He's like, I've written on these cards because it'll make it easier as I put these associations together. And he's got seven suspects. Some of the suspects are people who weren't even suspects. Right. And he's got he's got a theory for each and every one of them, but th- that he's like, but to tell you the truth, none of this shit I told you is the is the actual solution to this case. Right. Round everyone up. We're going to have a big theatrical performance <laughs> where I tell you what the actual solution At the
1: sexy temple.
0: At the sexy temple. We're going to have an orgy of justice.
1: And yet, yay they
0: did, barely. And Ma was like, orgy, you say?
1: Yes. I will say that Ma Jung is the first character, well, that's not true, who... Slept with the suspect. Then I was thinking, oh wait, I've seen Chinatown. Never mind. Right.
0: <laughs> um. Hold on. No. The the, you know the what the 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 only person that he could have slept with was, was was the the Bravo lady, his former his former lover, and the maid. And the maid. He slept was not, with the maid. The maid was not a suspect.
1: Well, she, she was an, an suspect.
0: The abbess was.
1: She wasn't an official suspect, but...
0: She was she linked was, to I, the case. Yes. But she was linked to the case more in a uh, CI intelligence kind of thing because she did provide a lot of intelligence uh, that Judge D used to solve the case. Yes. You're a liar, but you're a cute liar. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell?
1: Sometimes just like yes, what I the am. actual
0: hell. Yeah, yeah, but it was still great to, to see him go into the the sorceress's little domain and be like, "I'm yeah, I'm feeling this. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful."
1: All right, so another another. Big difference between this and the other one. As in the other one, Judge D, there's the supernatural exists, and Judge D actually uses a few supernatural means to help him solve his case. Right. In this one, it, it's immaterial whether the supernatural exists or not. Um, though it is used theatrically by the sorceress, especially, as well as the um the uh, abbot, abbess, abbotess, abbess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's proven that it's all Scooby Doo stuff, right? Um, so th- that is another huge difference where you have that tradition of um spiritual skepticism of mm-hmm. Western detective stories, yep, yep, that, that aren't.
0: Um, a no, detective. it's not a ghostly hound on the moors, right. It's a trained exactly. gorilla. No,
1: she cold read your ass. It's not ESP.
0: <laughs> but there was some there's some weird shit that happened. Well, that's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't a ghost at his grave saying avenge
0: me. Right, and he didn't and show use, you. he didn't use like dr- his dreams and interpretations of it all the case either. And that was a what? huge part of Celebrated cases. Was his main was. line of deduction was interpreting his dream with the clues of the case, and, and yeah. this it's just the clues. If he had a prophetic dream, we didn't get to see.
1: Right. Well, he he in the first one he used um, the the dreams to not only to interpret clues but to gather clues to point him in the right direction mm-hmm. as to, to where to get clues. Right. Um, and none of that happened here. I mean, I guess you can argue that, um, when Majum was at the sorceress's place and she cold read him and then talked about, um, you know, Jade and her death, right? Um, that that kind of made them open the case officially, quote unquote, but really. You come to find out that that was all Scooby Doo too.
0: Right, right. Perhaps the only indication of any type of supernatural activity actually occurring is uh, Ma's prayers to the God of War for uh, success in his investigation. Because every (laughs) time he went to pray, something happened that that broke the case (laughs) open. Right. So that, that, but even then, that's that's almost like. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, that, that's
1: kind of like I, that seems like a very Christian thing to put in there, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: Gulick was a sinologist, but you know he's he's a European. I would,
1: yeah, I would think that uh, the the Chinese would be praying after the fact, <laughs> as opposed to you know as, in thanks, mm-hmm. as opposed to before the fact, give me
0: right a little a little bit of both.
1: So I haven't read these are the only two Judge D books I've read. Mm-hmm. Um you've read other
0: ones, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've think? at least one other that I recall. Okay. Poets and Murder. Uh,
1: okay, So uh how does this compare to the other one you wrote
0: read? Um I liked Poets and Murder a lot better. Um because there's more there's there was more D actually doing stuff. You know, it wasn't so much um Ma doing all the legwork and then and then reporting to D and then D figures everything out. You know, D D is gathering the clues in in that one himself. Um, you know, and I I, I don't like the fact that uh, he w- basically wrote out half of uh, of D's squad uh, to I guess to make it easier, uh, maybe to make Ma shine. A little bit in this story, although you know he is he's a he's a rogue and a ripskelion. Um, so I'm I'm not sure that having Ma shine was a good idea. Right.
1: It's it's hard to say because maybe, you know, he decided like to take each one in turn and have them shine in a different book.
0: Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Um, you know, you know not you having read the full series, there's probably right. something to that effect. Now
1: Having having read a little bit about this particular book, and there's not a lot of stuff out there about this particular book, mm-hmm. um, it, a lot of the, well, the one review I read uh, said that it was pretty formulaic, um, aping a lot of the, the style and, and conventions of, of earlier books that he was writing, right. that he published. It was not published by his regular publisher. They were only accepting like one book a year from him, so he had this one published on the sly, originally. So it, it and I know it's like partially my fault because I'm the one who chose
0: the random number that chose the book. Right. Right. Yes, this book was uh, selected randomly,
1: but we might not have gotten a very representative book of the the uh, Van Gulick series no no. we might have gotten a um an inferior late attempt but we might have gotten his club ninja as opposed to his um um fire of unknown origin right so um
0: yeah do, do you think that uh judge d might be something we return to later
1: I would like I would like to read one that oh that's earlier than this, like considerably earlier. Okay. Um, as opposed to something like this, which was a late period thing. Um, I know that the Chinese Maze Murders was like the first one. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should read that.
0: Okay. Yep. We'll we'll put it in the docket. Um. Yeah. I would say I would say that uh, if unless you're like a a, a judge D completist. Um, you could probably skip this one and focus on reading some of the earlier stuff or or just read Celebrated Cases again.
1: Yeah, Celebrated Cases so far is is the one.
0: Yeah, and, and, and there you have it. Uh, Phantom of the Temple Robert Van Gulick. A Judge D. mystery.
1: I will say it was better than the Kiss television special Phantom of the Park.
0: There you go, well... <laughs> Lots of things are uh, better than that. Or Phantom in the Park. Yeah, that's true. That was a pile of shit. The Dead right, Don't well. Die was better than that. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh. I don't know about
0: that. That's a, that's a tough one.
1: That is. The Dead Don't Die was pretty crazy. All right, so. Either way, you gotta keep 30 luck points to that's get you through right.
0: all this shit. That's right. Spend them to figure out the mystery in an in insane jump of luck.
1: Right, save your, save your time,
0: save your money. That's right. Make that, uh, make that uh, in check. That no roll. <laughs> right. Good night, everybody. See you later.